everyone, this is Jasmine from the Amalgam Podcast that I co-host with Vivian, wanting to remind you all to check out all of our podcasts on MyNerdyBunch.com, as we have a huge variety of genres, from Marvel to DC, anime to horror movies, and so much more. Again, MyNerdyBunch.com. Thanks, and enjoy the Gamers for Life podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Games for Life podcast, where each and every Saturday we're discussing all things games. One of your hosts, Jarrell, with me is my co-host, my right-hand man, my ABXY, Arthur. What is happening? Nice shirt, by the okay. way. Yeah. Uh, Very nice. Yeah, I still have a few going out shirts. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of people uh, during COVID, I outgrew some of my old ones. I feel you, brother. I, I feel like, you. It's like, should I go out to eat? Or should I stay inside and order Uber Eats like a hero? Um, <laughs> um, and damn it, um, Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm doing good, doing good. Yeah. Uh, uh, I found... We're talking about Suicide Squad, which is super fun. Yes, and, yeah. I, and because I have HBO, I don't have to watch in theaters. Though I kind of <laughs> want to, yeah. just to support it. You know what I mean? Kind, of, kind of like... A, I hear that. Kind, I of feel like, that. kind of like the, the Sonic thing. Yeah, like remember I said how like Son- how the Sonic movie got bullied <laughs> into, <laughs> into making it better. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, do do I want to play? Do I want to pay twenty dollars for a video on the man? Yeah, you know what? Let's do it. And, <laughs> and uh, Steve and I saw it on HBO. Um, it it sucks because it, it sucks because it's being labeled a bomb. Mm. But I'm like to a point. What the fuck is it nowadays? Yeah, seriously. It's, it's like, hey, Mulan, uh, Black Widow. Uh, uh, was it called Corella or Deville? It's your uh, lovely face, maybe on the. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, you yeah. know you're right. Yeah, because everything is super low. Yeah, as far as uh, the yeah. Everything's projections. everything's being labeled a bomb now, but it's like, well, that just it's being labeled bomb just by like theater theater attendance, but it's like mm. how many people are watching it online? Right. And it's like then, I loved it. Like I was, I was telling, I was telling you, it, I was telling you, um, you know, it's my it's my it's my favorite DC movie I've seen yet. Um, it's my favorite, like, fun one. Yeah. It's it's like, and then and it's really funny because right, we were kind of have, like, a back and forth of, like, agree to disagree. And, like, this second, I just got that. <laughs> of, like, <laughs> you were saying how it's a different tone. It's, like, how, like, Watchmen. It's, like, you know, like, I forget if Watchmen's DC, but it's definitely Warner Brothers. Uh, yeah, DC. I knew, yeah, it was, I, knew, yeah. I knew it was Warner Brothers. So, I'm yeah. like, therefore, Bellamination should be, it should be DC. Yeah. But, like, how, you know, how that's a really good movie, but not known for its funness yeah you know what i mean yeah it's just you know but it's but again it's a really good movie on its own but out of our out but you know but of the most <clears throat> of, of, of all of all the dc ones this one's my favorite and i would i would say by far it's definitely the most fun oh yeah like, yeah it's very 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 fun i mean for a dc film pretty fun i would have to sit back and think as far as like what the next like what what would be next to that you know because i mean the 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 chemistry with like john cena he just always hilarious so funny harley quinn is amazing uh all forms did a lot did a lot more of her own stunts than i thought yeah that that key locking thing Mm -hmm. i guess that was actually her yeah i was like damn yeah um yeah and and uh 
I, even though even though like we mentioned when Preston was here, mm. how Margot Robbie said she's done, you know, she's done with Harley Quinn. Yeah, I'm hoping like James Gunn like pulls her back in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like please. Yeah, because um, now like I, I told you and I, I posted, I posted on Facebook to my friends how like there's like this opening action sequence that's like in the first ten minutes of the movie, and that sets the whole tone. Like if yeah, you, it does. If you like that open action sequence, you're gonna love this movie. If you don't like that open action sequence, you're not gonna like this movie. It's right. Like, it, like I was telling you, it's like a perfect self litmus test. That's like definitely either it's like oh man that was awesome. Guess what? You got another hour and a half of awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> or or you or you press pause on HBO, go back and I don't know, watch like the first five seasons of South Park. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for those of you just joining us, welcome, welcome, welcome to the YouTube channel. If you're hearing us, welcome to the podcast audio podcast. And uh, if you want to check out as far as for what we're doing, so for example, R3 manages the Twitch stream for the Gamers for Life uh, channel there. Uh, if you want to check that out, mm-hmm. if you want to check out our video podcast on YouTube, whether it be the clips or the full episodes, uh, if you want to just listen to us, if you want to see our beautiful faces, you'd rather just hear us, mm-hmm. uh, you can do all those things by going to linktree.com forward slash Gamers for Life. Uh, usually it's streamer links, but streamer links has not been working, so we, we moved over to Linktree. And uh, it does just as good of a job, if not better. So definitely be sure to do that. And uh, here in the Gamers for Life podcast, we read the news while you can watch or listen to what you choose by clicking on the hyperlinks within the description of the episode. So if you have Spotify, you absolutely can take advantage of that. I can't speak to um, uh, Apple Podcasts or any of the other (laughs) streaming platforms uh, or applications for podcasting but spotify absolutely you can click on the hyperlinks different segments go directly there or if you want to watch or listen to the whole thing you can do that as well hang out with us here at the gamers for life podcast and uh, i will say arthur for this first topic here of the day talking about the xbox showcase right so it's coming out they're doing an update showcase on the 24th of August. So a little bit around the corner. We got, you know, 12 days per se, uh, at least from we're recording on a Thursday. Uh, so from today, it's 12 days. But of course, you're watching or hearing this on Saturday. If you're just premiering watching this or here listening to this. But ah. Uh, uh, so uh, before we go into the showcase, <laughs> I, I was just about to talk no, about yeah. no, yeah, no, yeah. This this actually is a good system here. We have uh, so before we go into the showcase, <laughs> we're going to talk about that. That'll be the first topic. Uh, but before that, it has been very much a uh, a season of betas, if you will. Very- yeah, we had, uh, the, the the Halo, um, you know, the Halo the Halo AIT backing beta, <laughs> which I'm very much here for. I'm very much here for you know like. You know, if we can get these kids crying from AI, I'm all here for it. <laughs> I think it's funny that they even released an additional news story saying, like, hey, like, they won't be that aggressive. <laughs> oh, what? No. <laughs> no, that's my favorite part. No. Maybe you can control the AI, you know, being, like, super teabag, high difficulty it's or like, something. It's, it's like playing, it's like when you play Smash Brothers, you can control the level of AI. It's like on a scale of one to five, how much do they teabag? Oh, 10. <laughs> Dude, if an AI sticks you with a grenade against T-back, that's like a rite of passage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It brings me back to like the Counter-Strike days or something. But um, 
So, uh, yeah, so speaking of betas, uh, Back for Blood. Back for Blood, uh, it went Se- live. Second beta. Yeah, the open second beta mm-hmm. uh, went live today, uh, today the 12th, uh, so like three days or something it's going to be open for. Until uh, uh, Monday. So Monday, it's, okay. So it's, yeah. it's, 12 yeah. to, it's 12 to the 16th. Okay. So if you're, li- so if you're listening to this you know, Saturday, um, uh, download the beta. It's live. You don't it. <laughs> um, till Monday. So the last, so the, I played the first, I played the first round of betas like a little bit. Mm. Um, well, I only played a little bit because by the time I got access to it, because it was like a closed slash open beta, mm. it was one of those betas you do to work for. Like, mm. um, so we talked about it. So we talked about it and we said, Hey, if you pre-ordered it, you get access to the beta. And as we learned, Oh, that was when I learned, Oh yeah, I forgot by pre-ordering it via game pass for that beta. You did not get access to it. Right. It was like you'd email them, get a link, and da 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 da. But the new beta that's live now, as of today, the time of recording, till the 16th, is an open beta via Game Pass. Yeah. Via Game Pass. So if you don't have Game Pass, I, I'm not. I it might be close to you. I just know every. I just know in terms of the Xbox HUD, when it says beta. The, the Game Pass logo is right there with it. Hmm. So I know for uh, PC, just go to Steam, download it. There you go. Yeah, and then uh, you have to uh, you have to register through Warner Brothers, but uh, in order to get access to it, I I, I had yeah. to do that for I, yeah, that's normal. I had to do that for the last one. I, did, yeah. I had to do that for the last one too. Yeah. So uh, um, I had to do that for the the yeah the first one of beta and so you liked it you liked it oh, i think. liked it yeah um i immediately said i immediately sent you an image of you know the scene from ratatouille you know at the end the guy eats the soup and the flashbacks and it's like the bowl and instead of you know the plate his mom made you know it's a plate of left for dead and it is it's <laughs> it's and it, it's it's in a good way it's left for dead and i'd argue it's a little harder really and the way the way i'd say it's a little harder is like picture every difficulty but but like one notch up hmm. meaning this back for blood's easy is back for is left for dead's normal hmm. um and you know vice versa uh back for blood's normal is left for dead's hard hmm. meaning like there there's like there are some parts where you can die in easy hmm. um and it's weird because i meant to look at it i meant to look this up um if if they're involved but the hud the HUD is very World War Z like. Okay. Um, like your health bar is in chunks. It's not a health bar. It's like health chunks. Yeah. And then, um, and then, and then there's like um, there's a current there's a currency now again kind of like uh, there's a, there's this currency now um, kind of like how it was in um, in Left 4 Dead mm. not Left 4 Dead uh, da, 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 World War Z. Yeah. And so the, and so mm-hmm. let's so 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 you load the game you play you uh, you play it. And the way it works is as you're going through the map, you can pick up like fifty. I think it's like copper, like mm. 50 copper, 50 copper, 50 copper, 50 copper. Mm. And at the start of every safe house is like a shop and you can use it to buy attach. There's attachments for your guns now. Yeah. Again. And again, and like that, it's like the way it's done. It's again, it kind of reminds me of World War Z. Mm. Um, there's attachments for your guns. You can buy more uh, Molotovs. You can buy Molotovs or buy grenades mm. in that shop. Um, you can buy team buffs. Like increasing the number of medical items you have, increasing the effect, the efficiency of medical items, increasing the number of bombs you can have. Mm. Um, you can level up your guns or buy, sorry, like buy a better version of it. And uh, what do you think of the card system? It's really cool. I like it. It's mm. it's 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 simple. Yeah. It's it's uh, simple, which is good because some card systems get too much. And you're like, oh fuck. <laughs> um. Yeah, I like it. Again, mm. 
you know, it the way to, the way I describe this is like let's say this was Left 4 Dead 3. Mm. It's like let's say that, that just it's easier to describe. It's like Left 4 Dead 3, but with more with more mechanics rather than change mechanics. Yeah. And I know I know that sounds similar, but on context, as gamers know, if you're a tell us you're changing mechanic, we go boo. But if you tell us you're adding mechanics, yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> So this is definitely yeah. this is definitely on the yay side. Okay. Like I said, it's a little like I said, it's a little harder. Um, you can, um, something that's different from Left 4 Dead is you can aim down sights, but unless you have like scoped guns, mm-hmm. it's not really worth it because the kick of the gun. Oh, the recoil. It's a little too much, but mm-hmm. there. But you can still do the classic hip fire thing. Okay. Um, there's melee weapons. Uh, the the, the uh, like Left 4 Dead, there, there are melee weapons, and like mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead, they, they can take up your secondary. So yeah. it's like you can have a machine. You can have an you know AK forty seven for main gun, or you know like a knife. And they so. took they they took away a certain um or I shouldn't say take away because it's a different game, but the one of the biggest one of the biggest modes from Left 4 Dead that they took away from Back 4 Blood. What was it? The campaign versus right? They, they removed that. That's not available for Back 4 Blood. I guess some people there, were peeved about it. There but. is a versus. Uh-huh. There is a versus. So there's there's slowly. Now I haven't played the versus. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just because I heard the beta servers were eh but again that's why it's beta fair and so but i think they did they did make a statement saying they're not close to it like mm. it, it can be added later um which i'll be happy to yeah definitely because again because turtle rock um you know they're pretty good with listening to community you know fact you know the fact this game exists yeah exactly yeah so i agree uh, but again in terms of campaign i'm here for it um the uh, uh, the one my only thing I'd say that the th- one thing I would say that Left 4 Dead had over this is I like the AI in Left 4 Dead a little bit more. Really? Because the, I don't know if you remember, but the AI in Left 4 Dead hugged like butt hugged you. Like they were just like never leaving your side, and which was good because mm. it was strength it was strength in numbers. Right. Like it it was to the point where campaign versus to a point was actually more difficult the more bots the enemy had yeah because you're more likely to get to go up against a noob human that fucking wanders off on their own whereas the bots never go off on their own right yeah so it was harder that it was hard it was hard, again it was harder as a zombie to to win if they had more bots mm. this one it's not night and day it's not night and day but it is like a little bit it's a little noticeable uh-huh. it's not like they're complete idiots um but it is like again a little bit noticeable that they are a little more quote-unquote independent and now i would argue that's they if i had to make an argument i would say that's maybe they're trying to make the the, the bots quote-unquote more organic yeah or human-like but again as a left as a veteran left for dead player i'm like no yeah the difficulty <laughs> i miss them never being more than six inches away from me <laughs> yeah i think one of the uh like i had a very small time with back for blood i downloaded it and and booted it up but man it's so funny because like i remember i was trying to get into like a quick match like just like between breaks at work and um like it was like oh like no one was able to connect oh like there's no friends on to play and i'm like damn like if you don't got <laughs> if you don't have people to connect with to play online it's like enjoy the target practice <laughs> Before starting, like, you know, a mission. So I was like, shit. But uh, the game looks good. It looks good. It looks, it's a lot of fun. It looks it looks like fun. So I'll be looking forward to it. Hopefully I can, I can play a match with you yeah. uh, before the, you know, the open beta ends. So. Remember, it is cross-play. And it, is, it is cross-play. Yes. And it is Game Pass. Thank God for that. The, ga- the game's Game Pass, but as we discussed, 
you don't have Game Pass p- via PC yeah. to play the beta. Um, now, one thing I would say, now, based on my last thing, I'd say if you want to play it and you're by, by, you're by yourself, go play it. Again, the AI is fun. Now, of course, course games are funner with your game, with your friends, but mm-hmm. this is a beta. And if you wanted to try it before the game comes out, try the bots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, try the bots also because 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 um, people can drop in, drop out. Mm-hmm. Like us. Like when I played it, like when I played that one full set once with Prime and Caleb of Uwu Squad. Yeah. Um, someone joined in and filled that four spot. Nice. Nice. Um, for those of you listening that haven't seen gameplay at all, there is a slight difference. There's, I wouldn't argue there's classes, but we mentioned the card system. Mm. And so the way the card system works is like you get extra perks like 10% more ammo, 10% more health. Um, you can go down an extra time. You can go down four times, step three before you're dead. Um, and every character has like a different card or trait. Like there's one guy, there's one guy that has um, more ammo for everybody. Uh, one, the, the, the mom, the, I, I think that the mom that I played had that. I think the mom that I, the mom, no, the mom that I played, her thing was, yeah, I can, she can go, to, she can go down a fourth time mm. instead of three before dying. Mm. There's another guy that has like an instant kill second weapon. Mm. There's another guy that has a pistol with infinite ammo. So again, so it's not classes because again, because with the store, what I mentioned, the copper and the store thing, yeah. you can go, you can buy a shotgun, you can buy an LMG, you can buy a sniper, you can buy a Magnum. Um, but again, the the characters have differences via their per card. Okay, right on. Right on, right on. And um, speaking of all things Xbox. Yay. <laughs> I'm never I'm never against that. Which usually is a very, very positive thing. Uh going into the showcase that I was mentioning. So uh the showcase once again, uh there's gonna be an updated Xbox showcase on August twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh so definitely um we wanna check that out, but we kinda wanted wanted to do a little bit of just kinda like picking each other's brains on potentially what they would uh, potentially expand on, what we're excited as far as to expand on here. So obviously, you know, if we talk about going back to the July Xbox showcase of last year, right? The big kahuna, you know, Halo Infinite, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the beta that we released, that they released, played. Uh, so we have more hands-on experience with it. Um you know, so I'm wondering if they will add anything into the showcase, you know, that may be something to do with more of like the campaign. Yeah, I'll terrain. Just, I'll like just that. say campaign because, you know, E3 gave us that the trailer into the multiplayer. Uh, they've done interviews and like, you know, in, you've done interviews and uh, video releases of more info to the multiplayer. Then we got the multiplayer beta. Mm. So I think definitely they're going to give us more campaign. And real quick, the reason why I had my epiphany face of, <gasps> and why I don't play poker, um, <laughs> I just realized August 24th is the same day Psychonauts 2 comes out. Oh, shit. Nice. So in terms of picking my brain, I think we might get more Psychonauts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, shit. If not more, maybe, maybe just like a new trailer some update or like, something. hey because they might you know because because you know because to a point e3 is known for blah 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 um demo available today or hey that indie game we just showed guess what it's available for download now because mm. you know that's how e3 was because e3s there was a lot of moments like that in the past um not so much from nintendo but sony and xbox like, oh yeah it's like hey this game hey that game we just showed guess what it's available right now 
Uh, so I feel like they might do that whole available now or available today thing uh, with Sacronauts. Mm. Now, now let me ask you for Halo. This is the one of the biggest things that mm-hmm. I'll be very annoyed if this doesn't happen. But I want to ask you this: Are we finally going to get a street date, a release date for Halo Infinite? I think so. Yeah, I I think so because we're coming up on it. I mean, with uh, because we're three months or quarter out, quarter out. Yeah, we should I was because you know. Uh, like we've discussed, it's hard to criticize Xbox with the great decisions that they've been making over the years. Many decisions. Exactly. And I've given, you know, I always try to give benefit of the doubt, especially for, you know, our our friend and head of Xbox. Um, at least he's a friend in our hearts. Uh, Phil Spencer, shout out to you. Uh, and Demigod. Yeah. <laughs> Demigod Phil Spencer. <laughs> Pretty much. And, you know, even for the article that came out that discussed, that where he was saying, you know, the reason for no release date yet, as far as just finding a window to in place it. So I was like, okay. I was like, this is your. This is literally the mascot of the console, but I'll, I'll, I'll throw you a bone. That's fine. I have a. Bi- we need to have a release date. I us. have a burrito bet. Oh, so, burrito bets are well, back. I'm biased. Well, here's okay. So Tuesdays are traditionally the release date for games. Mm-hmm. Now you can say, well, Monday 9 p.m., but the calendar date you see in posters and shit is the Tuesday date. Mm. So, because he's because remember he said at most. You know, he said our release date is a three-week window, or, or so arguably, the arguably the the almost the entire month of November. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I would argue it's gonna be the last day of November, November thirtieth, and the reason why I make my epiphany face is because um, you know narcissistic me. That's the day after my fucking birthday. <laughs> and if it, if it comes out Monday, if it comes out the Monday nine p.m. Mm-hmm. Cyber Monday, then it comes out. On my birthday. Interesting. That's very interesting. Okay. So uh, so you think so, November 30th? Yeah, because if I'm right, uh, Joel's going to buy me a burrito for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, because games, games for the past, uh, what, 10 years or whatnot, originally they came out on Tuesdays, but they've really re- recalibrated, I feel like, where they release on Fridays now still, right? Do some games come out on Tuesdays still? I, I think just because how long we've been at GameStop, I have Tuesday stuck in my head. Yeah. No, I know that's definitely burning my brain, too. I'm going to say uh, the 19th. Uh, I, um, it actually might be it might be Thursday now. Because if you look, Is it? Because if you look at the October, as we know, bro, you know Broketober. Yeah. Um, 6th is Far Cry. 13th is something. The 20th. Uh, then, you know, the, then there's Battlefield. Mm. It, it might be all over the place now because October because October twenty fourth is Battlefield. That's a Sunday. October eleventh is Far Cry, and that's a Monday. So I'd be all over the fucking place now. But um, weird, yeah. Because usually Nintendo's has been the king of Sunday releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember that back yeah, in the day, I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember that. Like Pokemon, but fucking whatever. Yeah, because I have you know like again. Oh, man, the Nintendo people are crazy loyal. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. how I, that's how I always remembered when the, when a Nintendo game come out because. You'll be you'll be like it'll be like a random Sunday in again like a random Sunday in September and there's like ten people out the door and I'm like Nintendo <laughs> that's right <laughs> that old amoeba situation Jesus Christ <laughs> uh, so <Fuck> so <laughs> yeah. 
So moving further here into the Xbox showcase, uh, so you're so so just to, just just to uh, solidify the burrito bet, thirtieth. You're thinking the thirtieth. I'm gonna I, say, I the, say I say that again. I say the advertised, hmm. not to give myself like wiggle room, but I'm saying the advertised date the thirtieth. So if it like truly secret whatever truly drops on a Monday at nine p.m., I still get credit. Okay, I'm gonna say the nineteenth of November. Um, Friday. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see what which happens means, there. Again, which means technically it should be Thursday at nine. It should be, I should say the eighteenth. Yeah. I should say I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it. I'm 18th. gonna say the eighteenth, nine p.m. Uh, yeah, nine yeah nine p.m. EST. Uh, uh or not EST. Uh, PST because you know the, the whole three hour thing. Okay. I thought, I thought you're gonna like forty and slip and be like uh you know uh, nine p.m. PTSD. Like nope, that's not <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we're doing. Not. The right acronym, Jarrell. <laughs> um, so, continuing on here, we got stated a K3. Yes. Uh, we should and be hearing some more stuff about that, right? And there's a lovely rumor about that game. Really? It might be on Unreal Engine 5. Oh. And the reason that's a big deal is because if you've never played stated K3, you play it and you can tell it's arguably not it. It's like in that limbo where it's not an indie game where, like, you know, two people made it. But it's not a triple A game. It's, yeah. it's like that middle that middle ground. It's like that middle ground of like it looks good, but it's not triple A, but it's definitely not by you know one person. I'm not mm. knocking it, you know, Valheim is crazy. Mm. Um mm. but you know, if if dude, if stated K three goes to Unreal Five and I have that Series X now. Oh. Yeah, you're gonna get all the things. All I'm gonna kill all the beautiful fucking zombie deer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you're gonna see those deers in our Unreal Engine Five. Baby. I'm just gonna recreate. I'm just gonna recreate Bambi Two, Ma- <laughs> Mama's Revenge. <laughs> Not on my game, bitch. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Where's my boy? For, uh, yeah, so that should be interesting. So gameplay, I'm really, I'm looking forward to some gameplay, hopefully for State of K3. That would be a joy to see, definitely. If you haven't played it, play it. It's an amazing game. Nice. Uh, I feel like I'm I'm always burnt out on seeing motorsport because I feel like I just don't care enough, but. It's, sports, it's in the category of like a niche. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. The people that love it, love it. Yeah, because gone, gone are the days, gone are the, the golden age of racing games, and it was like Need for Speed and Burnout and shit and Grid, um, where it was like, you know, you, you don't have to be a fan of racing games to play Need for Speed Heat. You're like, that was just a fun fucking game. Yeah. <clears throat> Facts. You, you don't have to be a, you don't have to be a, you don't have to be a fan of, you know, car parts and shit to like Need for Speed Underground. Now, it gave people that were a fan of a word that were a fan of tuning cars a venue or a game to like even more but you know but, but again you didn't you didn't have to be a part of that that car culture or car community to love it um, i wish they would remaster that by the way i feel like that's just like the mistletoe of racing games for ea that they would make a lot of fucking money if they remade underground um need for speed Hot Pursuit and Underground 2, by far, their most successful titles. I still listen to this sound. When it comes to Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, I still listen to this soundtrack sometimes. We mentioned it before. Yeah. yeah it's Good like, stuff. Green, green glow under my car. Yeah, Need for Speed Underground 2, again. again. But, uh, but again, now, but again, the era's gone. And I feel like nowadays, racing games have become a niche. Yeah. A niche market. 
Yeah. Big mar- big market because the games do well. <clears throat> but again, uh, but again, on large scale, uh, you know, does this attract everybody? No. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like just to, now I'm down a rabbit hole of racing games, but um, I feel like there are some racing games where like they deserved more credit than they got. Like, remember, um, I think it's called the. It's not the club. It's um, there's a game where it was basically like Mario Kart, but it wasn't Mario Kart. Oh, blur, blur, blur. yeah, blur was blur was fun. Blur was like Mario Kart. Blur was like that middle ground between Twisted Metal and Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario Kart's over here. Um, you know, Mario Kart's over here where you're playing Yoshi and your beloved characters. Twisted Metal's over here where you're playing Rob Zombie, killing, <laughs> killing, killing a kid. Killing a kid who's remote controlling his dead zombie dad, driving a taxi cab, <laughs> twisted metal black. Yeah, and yeah. in the middle was blur. <laughs> in the middle was blur. Like, hey, pick a car, shoot missiles, speed up, blow shit up. Yeah. Um, another car game. You know, in terms of nostalgia, you know, you know, how, when it comes to nostalgia, you have to go down the rabbit hole a little bit. Burnout um, or split second. Uh, uh, neither. Spy Hunter. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Dude, the amount of chickens I killed. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Spy Hunter. Dude, that brings me back. Now I feel dude, old. <laughs> dude, dude, Spy Hunter, that was the game. For the reason I'm not talking about, it was, a, it was like amazing PS2 racing game mm. where you were like a spy car, and as a level would go on, your car would keep crumbling apart into a different vehicle. Yeah. So like you would start as a car, and then by the time it was the, mis- the mission was over, you would either end as a motorcycle or like a jet ski. Oh my god! And I remember it wasn't. I remember. I remember that was one of the few games before achievements were achievements. It had like a challenge, or like it had like a challenge, and I definitely remember getting the challenge of like running over a hundred chickens. Like for whatever reason, for whatever reason, these maps are just littered with chickens. <laughs> and every time you round one over, and like a fucking poof of white feathers would come out. Dude. And I just remember, I just remember getting that challenge of like run over a hundred chickens. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. But yeah, man, I feel like it's funny now that I think about if we're not talking about the actual driving simulators like Forza, I feel like there's a couple of games that 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 uh, EA is kind of sitting on, you know, or just like just game companies in general sitting on because I would love to, for them to explore another blur. I think split second was great, but that studio shut down or whatever it was. And I actually liked that game too. Um, and then fucking, you know, what you're talking about, you know, spy hunter. Um, yeah, it's just, it's very interesting where there is this slow, oh, obviously burnout, obviously I mean, fucking I, burnout. Yeah. You know, I, so I, I still remember renting. I remember renting spy, a spy hunter on a Friday. And then me and my two friends, Ernie and Miguel, uh, doing the whole like classic Friday night thing, man. You go to like, you go to Hollywood Video or Blockbuster, um, get your game, um, dude. You, you get like a two liter Dr Pepper or Coke, and you get like <laughs> the the OG fucking Pizza Hut stuffed crust, pepperoni pizza. Yeah. And, you know, and compete to, and compete to who has the best level, who had the, who had who had the hardest fart. It was just. <laughs> It was just, day, just dude, like that was a moment in history. Again, that was like, again, that was like us being old people, like back in my day. <laughs> gamer fuel. Well, now we got the, uh, now we got the gamer fuel that has alcohol in it now. Uh, yes. Uh, real, uh, real quick, speaking of gamer fuel, I love how like this like dimension of Forza is like. You know what? Back in my day, I remember farting with my friends. <laughs> it's like Forza cheese crust, like, crust cheese pizza. Yeah, it was like Forza to. Farting on, farting on the friend who fell asleep first. 
that's that's how this I've, that's this how has I'm never like. happened to me in a conversation before as ever so i don't know what's happening it's nostalgia yeah it's yeah a, I, to my credit you started the nostalgia effect. i did i just went down the rabbit hole I, I'll, I'll i'll own this you, you bought you, you brought you bought a, a, a trowel to the rabbit hole i was like i got a shovel let's go um <laughs> fucking pepperoni let's shovel night this shit pe- pepper, pepperoni deep pepperoni stuffed crust pizza farts <laughs> uh oh man but uh but yeah, man. Uh, EA yeah, again, again. Why, again? Why I say EA is not what it used to be, dude. I'm not, dude. I can't tell you last time I fucking farted my friend playing EA games. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in these these uh, past couple of years. I know that like that's 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 a grading scale. How you, how you know how you know how you know EA is now no longer the fun company it was. I can't think of the last time I farted on my friend while playing a game. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, moving on to the next thing here that hopefully we see some more of. Yes. Avowed. Yes. Uh, Obsidian. Uh, dude, I'm telling yeah. you, I'm telling you, when, when it, yeah. if you, if you need a pinch hitter to fucking make a great game, uh, Obsidian. Again, I, you know, I, you know, they're under the same roof, but like, I'm telling you, Obsidian, arguably the last five years, Obs, you know, Obsidian's picked up you know, the baton where Bethesda's fucking shit the bricks, you know? Yeah. Fall 76 was ass. Fuck you, Outer Worlds. <laughs> and and now people are worried about, you know, now people are worried about Elder Scrolls 6. Don't worry. Hold my beer. Avowed. <laughs> <laughs> now, question here. Do you think we'll see a little bit of gameplay for Avowed for this showcase coming around? Because I, obviously I love the teaser trailer. The whole arrow, arrows, uh, first person view shenanigans. I loved it. Um, will we see more? I'm hoping, mm-hmm. but I don't think so. Mm. Just because, remember, something you know, you know, I have learned, especially since um, the other Scroll Six topic. Yeah, that just because you see a cinematic trailer does not mean the game is <laughs> anywhere near fucking done. That's a done. that's an extra thirty minutes like, right there. The history of that shit. Like, yeah, like yeah. I, I don't, I don't even mean like almost done. Like re- remember, like. You know, you know, at the time rumored, but now confirmed talks of Todd Howard almost regretting showing the Elder Scrolls Six announcement because mm-hmm. he's like, that game, that game, like that, like that game really hasn't even hit a fucking keyboard. Like it yeah. is nowhere near fucking done. I think I remember um, there's an article, and we didn't get to address it on the episode, but when I had it on the list of things, mm-hmm. but I think even even Phil Spencer said that Starfield would come out before Elder Scrolls Six would. So I was no, like, oh, no, we shit. knew that. You know, yeah, no, that was. I think I, I, that was we knew that, but that was we didn't we didn't know. Okay, um, at the time of e, at the time of E three, hmm. of Bethesda trying to pick up from the dumpster fucking turd fire <laughs> that was Fallout seventy six. I'll never notch it in the game. Fuck you. <laughs> um, uh, we didn't know what was coming out first, hmm. Elder, Elder Scrolls six or Starfield. Yeah, but then we then now we know. So that was the so the the you know the. The bravado, the impact. There you go. Yeah. Through the impact of that announcement's kind of like calm down a little bit, but again, but again. So that's why it says. Well, so back to your question of will we see gameplay from Avowed? Again, I have no idea. Yeah, it's a it's a hard toss to see you fill up or not. Because because again again just because you see a just because you see a cinematic trailer, you have no idea when that game is gonna be done. Case in point, fucking Dying Light. Yeah. You know, you just never know. There's, there's so, no, so many games. No, yeah, no, you, yeah. That's why I said like that can be an extra thirty minutes there because that's a that's like a practically a fucking 
that's a short documentary for the gaming industry as far as for how how misleading uh cg trailers have been you know it's an interesting conversation definitely um, um another, and just real quick another example that yeah. that's not another example of why cg trailers can be totally misleading not only in terms of release date just in terms of fucking game developing yes um bioware and ea well mainly um bioware i think it was austin mm -hmm. um had no idea what fucking game they were making oh, <laughs> until that trailer, until that, until that Anthem trailer at E3 dropped. Wow. Like, like, like the developers who were, who was in charge of making that game are like, that's what we're fucking making. Oh shit. That's like, crazy. Like, you know, it's like you're developing X, Y, and Z and the trailer comes out for, you know, you know, it's like one, two, three, four, five. And you're like, Oh <laughs> fuck. <laughs> So uh, another just an example, another reason why Anthem was a shit show of a launch. Um, again, developers really the, the people who were charged of making the game. Again, that, that just also also that goes to show you the people who make the cinematic trailer aren't always the people making the fucking game. Exactly. So it can be exactly just, it can be somebody else that's like, hey, you good at like this? Cool, make an animated trailer. And then the, again, the people making the game, aka Anthem and Bioware, like, oh shit. That's what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Whoops. Because <laughs> I even remember. I don't want to say this too much, but this is still interesting. Um, I remember even like when it comes to like E three and stuff. You know, like the king of like trailers, the CG stuff that never really happened, and even like a lot of things where like the graphics. I'm about the graphics where it's like, oh, no, this is all on a PC. This had nothing to do with in game. You know, the console. Now things are a little bit better. Trans they're more at least. If not better, at least transparent. Yes, very like, much more transparent. Like you, you can have a console exclusive game shown at E3, but they're like, by the way, this is not a console. <laughs> <laughs> no, very much more transparent, and that's what I that's what I appreciate uh, too from Phil Spencer. Just kind of wrapping it back to Avowed, like he's one of the only like 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 upper echelon like people that have publicly stated states on games that he knows that gamers are looking forward to like people were looking for like i like hey what's the deal on elder scrolls what's the deal with scarf like starfield he, he definitely you know not to go too much off tangent but again he definitely has his ears to the ground yes i yeah. love that and I'll, I'll try to do my best to not fuck up this train what's another prediction <laughs> <laughs> since i was in charge with the you know digging through the nostalgia factor last topic uh what's the next one <laughs> <laughs> um so uh speaking of phil spencer uh trying to avoid bethesda taking a train to hell hellblade <laughs> oh uh, oh my god oh where, where were you trying to do no yeah just yeah, oh okay yeah, you know the showcase stuff oh yeah um real quick yeah. with hellblade i think we're, we're definitely gonna see more because there is that tweet remember that was a social media post yeah of ice it was ice Blown, it was ice moving and you seeing relics. Oh yeah! And then people thought, "Oh my God, God of War is coming to Xbox." No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's Hellblade. It's like wait a minute, wait a minute. And, it, it, That's and it, guys. that was like, and it was really funny because um, I forget where I saw, but it was like the most like comment thing. Like, yeah. Um, uh, like like the, most trending on YouTube or yeah, some shit. Yeah, yeah. Like like guys, this isn't God of War. <laughs> this is Hellblade. It's like I'm so sorry. But to be fair, I for a split second I didn't lose my mind, but mm. I was like confused. Like yeah, this that that can't be God of War. <laughs> like oh yeah, Hellblade. Okay, Hellblade. Because because again, because because I would say at least 
color scheme. Yeah. Because, because again, it was ice and the blue relics in the same color scheme that God of War has been since for the that, the last iteration. Yeah. But yeah, so I because because of that social media post, we're absolutely we're absolutely going to get more info on Hellblade. Yeah. So that should be really interesting. Um, I, I need to finish the first one. Very good games. A really good, you know, it's a really good game. First one. What was uh, the behind the scenes topic again? Like paranoia or schizophrenia? Yeah. Remember so, that? Remember that? That was like a news thing. Is like the maker of the game did their best to illustrate or show what like a certain disease is like. like yeah. Dementia I've, or something like that. Yeah. It's not dementia. Uh, but, but yeah, like there is an actual professor of the study. Um, but like that was not their goal, but that, that like that was on purpose. Like that was like, a, yes, that was like very a, intended. That was an, an intended thing of like, the writer or whoever uh, yes yeah, uh, uh, psychosis psychosis there you go I mean, yeah that was, that was the thing. so i wonder if that's gonna be a thing in part two i mean i think it will i think it's a part of senua you know, senua um and then obviously for that game you want to have your headphones because it's like that's like a part of the gameplay and obviously hearing those voices um you know within her own head you know that you're hearing uh yeah the sound engineering is really great and obviously for ebola 2 uh, or maybe not, obviously, if you don't know, but Unreal Engine 5 will oh. be in that one. Duh. Like, so. we, we, still, we said the last episode, if you have not seen demos of what Unreal 5 is capable of, go see it. it Absolutely. You know, we argue about next-gen consoles and shit. Again, to a point, to a point, it's about gaming hardware. Yeah. And, like... Not gaming hardware, but like the games. Like you can have a next gen game be eight pixels. You know, ne- you know, next, you know, the next gen console can have Minecraft too. Yeah, sixty four bit, whatever. Um, but Unreal Five, Unreal Five, Unreal Engine Five is the true future of games right now. Oh yeah, no, you're absolutely right, no doubt about it. Um, and I know you mentioned uh, chickens before. I'm gonna jump here to the one of the big kahunas go on uh you know if I, if there's anything that reminds me of chickens it's fable <laughs> running around chasing those chickens on the farm when you're when you're a lad uh yeah. are we going to see are we going to see some more fable man I, i'm not i i'm fable for me was my first experience of being lied to for a game really remember cuz fable was the whole thing hey if you carve your name in a tree and when you grow up, you can still see your carvings, and you know they you know they showed all the what the games would be capable of, and none of that shit happened. So Fable for me was the first experience of being lied to as a gamer. So <laughs> it has never it has, it has that that bitter ta- that bitter taste has never left my mouth. Oh my god, Arthur! <laughs> what? No, that was a big deal. Nothing else. Nothing else though, because there's a lot of the game. There's a lot in that no, game. It's no, fun. No, I know, but but what I'm saying is like for people that were looking, that were like for me, crazy researching, they'll do all that stuff. Yeah. That was a big deal. Like mm. all these things promised. Like that was arguably the first major, like major, like No Man's Sky situation. Mm. Like for a lot of people, that was like to a point that was like a, again. For game journalists and stuff, you know, where you know the culture might change, but again, in terms of newsworthy stuff, mm. that was a big deal. Like mm. they they did they, they listed all these things the game was gonna have, and like nope 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 nope. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying the game was bad, you know, since like it was a cyberpunk on fucking playable, yeah. but it definitely was all these promised things and none of it was delivered. And I just really haven't gone to a Fable since, especially since that last fucking game that didn't exist, Fable Legends or some shit. Remember that? You're oh yeah. That was uh, it, it, the the gameplay was entirely like different too, right? It wasn't the same fucking game. It was like again they they it was like hey let's have 
not like Overwatch, but like again, like a totally fucking not Fable game. So so again, so between like I don't even know if was it the same developers. Fucking it was Fable, and to my knowledge, their 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 license isn't out there. Because I figure, because because I think the because that the gameplay was completely different. I don't yeah, know if it was, it was a story. I don't know if it was turn based or what, but yeah, it wasn't the same remotely at all. Yeah, and so but yeah, so between like them lying mm. and then that fucking Fable's Legends shit. And then that one other Fables game that never fucking came out. I'm not excited for this. Hmm. Fable 2 was really fun. I really liked that one. Fable 3, um, I remember my brother, he was mowing through these. And when, when, I remember the third one was a lot shorter. When, when, was, Fable two, when was Fable 3? It was a long time, long fucking time ago. Yeah, and since then, they've had a shitty game that's, that wasn't the Fable at all. And another game that never came out. Yeah, but I mean, there are people that are excited about. It. I understand your position, but 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 there's a lot of there's a there's the there's a reason why they're read they're they're coming out with it. But I'm curious. I'm curious on when it's. I'm curious on if we'll see anything from it. Just because uh, I was hearing something too. Obviously, there's another rumor. And try not to really divulge into rumors, but uh, there's a rumor saying that the graphics could potentially mirror a Witcher three. So like having like that crazy fantasy stuff. I, I always love the music for Fable well, uh, in like a, a large open world. I it, doubt we'll see that much, but is it kind of Fable known for its kind of like cartoonish style? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think going more realistic is like bad? I don't know if I would like it to yeah, be honest with you. Yeah, because Fable's made a staple. Fable's kind of made a quote unquote staple just having that cartoonish style. Like have like the, the way you describe the Fable character is almost to the T. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Old school um, DC, um, DC Disney movie, like um, the Ichabod Crane one, like mm. his body figure and the lanky legs and the like the thick thighs and thinning calves and yeah, you know what I mean you know when I like when I picture a Fable character like if you're showing me a Fable character and like Ichabod Crane from you know the you know the Headless Horseman mm. like sixties. Um, cartoon. Yeah, it's like copy and paste. And I and I and, and I might be I might be mis misspoking as uh, misspeaking as far as the the description. I know something regarded to what you're through. They're saying it potentially might okay. be. So it could be just the vast open world. Maybe not the necessarily the sure. uh, graphics. But I know it's rumor. But real quick, I know it's a rumor. But would you like it if it was that realistic style or no? Uh no. But the vast open worldness, I might not mind. Yeah, so. True. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. I doubt this game is ready for for gameplay. Here's my question: Is like, yeah, because here's the, here's the thing between No Man's Sky, between the big three fuck ups, which is No Man's Sky, Fallout A Six, and Cyberpunk. You know the the quote unquote like bar, like the our, the gamers bar, of what's acceptable has definitely deservedly and justifiably fucking increased. Oh yeah, absolutely. <sighs> And I don't even know who's going to be working on this too. Yeah, I, I'm wondering how. I'm, I'm just. I'm nervous for it, and that and that's nothing to do with them. I'm just saying, like now, again, how many studios have like let us down again from an, any, any anywhere from an indie team of 13 people? Because No Man's Sky, No Man's Sky, even though it was advertised like a AAA game, in terms of like how it was made, it was kind of made like indie. It was like a team of like 13 people. Yeah. No Man's No Man's Sky was the team's grown since. Yeah. But at day one launch, it was 13. Um. You know, so from anywhere from you know, so you know, a team of thirteen to like Bethesda and CD Projekt Red. I remember CD Projekt Red is the largest game studio in Europe. Mm. So I don't know if you've ever mentioned that, but just again to let you know how big of a news that was that Cyberpunk fucked up. 
is again the biggest studio in Europe made that. <laughs> so so again with with how collectively our, our you know our bar for especially for RPGs has gone up. Um, I'm nervous for it. And again, that has nothing to do with like Fable and everything and everything I previously mentioned. That's just with this bar level being high. Like for me, it's like I think Val's going to clear that level. We'll be fine. Will Fable clear it? Oh no, you make a great. That's a great point. That's a great point because for Val, we know who's working on it. We know their track record and we know their delivery, which has been which they've executed. That arguably, right now they've executed RPGs the best, you know, since old school Bioware days. And they have another RPG coming out. Uh, Our Worlds. Two. Outer Worlds too. <laughs> yes, which Outer also which also will be amazing. I hope um, we get that. I hope we get more of that. Mm. I think I think we actually might get more Outer Worlds too mm. than Avowed at the showcase. That's a good point. The reason I say that is just because I know this is really skeptical. I could say what I've seen, you know, even though we haven't seen part two. Well, we've seen part one. It's a thirty-six hour game. Yeah, which is again like nothing near like a Fallout three hundred six hour hundred hour game. Right. Um. Just aesthetically speaking, Avowed has that vibe. Of, oh, yeah. This will be a long fucking game. Yeah. So because of that, and I think, and did it, and Idle Worlds 2 gave us loose, loose gameplay, at least with their world building. True. You know, True. And I, and I love the, I love, I love the, and by the way, if you haven't seen the Idle Worlds 2 announcement trailer that was at E3, go watch it. It oh, was yeah. the funniest thing. It was like, Great. it was kind of like, it was on the, it was on the same par of like the movie credits of Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. it was like, and here we show a vast world with a crescendo music. Yep. There it goes. And now we're going to introduce the bad music with a, with an evil world. <laughs> you know, just, again, just kind of like <laughs> the commercial, the premise the announcement trailer was a parody on, you know, a parody on itself. Yeah. Done really well. Very um, well. Again, so between what we've seen, you know, again, the cinematic trailer announcing avowed and we've played, you know, I have played part one. Again, and so knowing that, or betting that Outer Worlds Two was going to be a shorter game, I think we might. Again, I think we might get more Outer Worlds stuff too first before about. It's a good point. That's a really good point too. I th- I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, because definitely. You know, and fuck it. I want I want them to take their time with the vowed. You know, for how long it's going to be, and then if it's going to be a uh, if it's going to be a substitute for a Skyrim. You know what I mean? And arguably, it might be a more enjoyable substitute depending on how Bethesda follows through. Uh, yeah, I'm all for that. Definitely. So we'll see. Does Obsidian have? I wish I wish I knew Obsidian's people more. Like I wish I had Obsidian uh, an Obsidian equivalent of Todd Howard. Mm. So I can like smack Todd Howard and shake <laughs> shake this other. Um, man or woman's hand to be like you're awesome Todd shut up we're not talking about you <laughs> I know seriously I love that Phil Spencer's you know he's watching he's watching Todd with a, you know like a hawk you know, as he should stuff. absolutely as, as he should like we, like we mentioned like we mentioned on a few episodes back you know like we mentioned a few episodes back like now that they're under Microsoft's wing hey guess what Todd the days of you uh, releasing an unfinished game which has been every fucking Bethesda game <laughs> Now, mind you, I love Skyrim, but we can all agree, Bethesda's not known at all. Oh yeah, at all. A lot of fucking for bugs. launching for launching games without bugs. Again, yep. Skyrim is an amazing game. I still play. I still play the remaster now. Um, in fact, I just re-downloaded it for my Xbox Series X. Oh, nice. Um, because I want to play it. It's a yeah. fun game. But again, known for releasing 
games with a few couple dozen fucking bucks. <laughs> Unequivocally. Yeah. Um, at launch. So again, I think under Xbox's roof or Microsoft's roof, that uh, that era that they've been used to since birth is gone. <laughs> <laughs> a fair point you make there, sir. And then uh, speaking in the world of Xbox, uh, as we talk about the lovelies of Game Pass and whatnot, uh, Games Radar talks about how Phil Spencer wants the Xbox app to be on as many devices as possible. Part of this title here on Games Radar. Uh, continuing on the article here, it says here in quote, something strange has happened to video game consoles over the last three years. The concept of cloud streaming and cross-platform play has dissolved the whole idea of a standalone machine with a disk drive, its own online service and exclusive titles. And while Sony has been somewhat slow to embrace the coming concept of video game metaverse, Microsoft has embraced it. At E3 2021, the focus on Game Pass and the multi-platform possibilities of the Xbox app xbox isn't a console anymore it's a platform uh phil spencer head of xbox is acutely aware of the changes happening in the industry both in the terms of technology and culture uh games aren't what they used to be in some ways they have been accelerated by covid19 he says here in quote one of the things i look at early in the pandemic was how uh, many new friend connections got made on xbox live he says it literally was tens of millions in the first month and it just continued to grow end quote uh some of that has just been network activity increasing as people played more games but as an industry we also saw things like among us which had been out for a couple of years gained a lot of popularity i think it was a reflection of the social capability that gaming has Partly this is about generational change, but also I think through the pandemic, games are becoming a place for public dialogue, community and discussion that raises the responsibility for us as an industry of what we should stand for. Uh, end quote. And let me read one more thing here just to kind of dive into the specifics here. Uh, let me see. Let me read this part here. It says, we should just all recognize that not everybody grew up with a controller in their hand. He said, I uh, said, I don't envy movies or TV or books, but I think there's an accessibility that those media have. That is something that we should think about as an industry. Let's say I want to go uh, play the next console game, great console game. So I got to buy this console. So I got to, I've got to hook it up. I don't know how to use a controller because I haven't done it uh, that before. So I'm going to practice and learn. We think a lot about that accessibility point and not to bring it back to Game Pass, but some of it is fine. Uh, some of that is financial, you know. These games are seventy dollars. It's a lot of money to compare to these art forms that we talk about. I'll stop there in quote. Um, I just love his his brain, dude. I just love his visionary uh, mind of really getting it. You know, really getting it not only from a game perspective, but also just just the the power of it. And then obviously, you know, the the biggest plus as far as Microsoft having that capability because you know as we talked about before you know microsoft is you know software-based company um you know so having that that power to to implement this so well uh it's really changing again you know the industry of gaming uh it's funny conversely um or on the other side of the fence might be the same wording but uh hideo kojima he had a, there's an article that said he he fears he prefers discs. <laughs> That's so, 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 so,
<laughs> Sorry, Hideo. Uh, we, I got to disagree on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> uh, now one thing I wanted to I wanted to get is, and the reason I made an epiphany face while you're reading that. Okay, two reasons why I made faces during your reading. Yeah. They're very soft on Sony. Like, well, Sony's a little slow to cross platform. They're fucking against it. <laughs> Sony is very publicly like to your face. Here's a tweet. Fuck crossplay. He's being yeah. He's not, being very nice about uh, it. By the way, it's not verbatim. <laughs> uh, that's reading the context. <laughs> um, but one thing I'll definitely say that I was I was looking up just get some numbers. So remember we covered the story early on in our show, mm. um, like one of the first episodes that because again COVID, COVID is what definitely took the gaming industry to the forefront of the world. Yeah, and it wasn't because again it wasn't because of the fandom, it wasn't because of tweets. It's because unfortunately fucking money. Yeah. And uh, 2020 wrapped up and it was like, oh, wow, this is the most pro- profitable industry on the planet, defeating, defeating the, the next three combined. Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so that's when we had a number of that over the, you know, so like for Gamble, Game Pass right pre-lockdown had 5 million users. Yeah. And then over three months, tripled to 15 million. Uh, Forbes has an article as of April 22nd of this year, 2021. They surpassed thirty million. Nice. Fuck yeah. Nice. Um, and the one thing I say, you know, there's a re- you know, there's a reason, like, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, I love Game Pass. I love, I love Game Pass, and I respect Phil again, respect Phil Spencer. You know, again, and not shitting on Sony, but being constructive with Sony. You know, you look at, you know, you look at Phil Spencer and you look at Jim Ryan. You know, while, while Phil Spencer has his ear to the ground, knows what the community wants, and is clearly profiting from it, Jim Ryan is like, actively ignoring, like, ignoring community. It's like, hey, we want, hey, we like this. Uh, Fuck you! We're closing the store. <laughs> yeah. Like again, yeah. La- uh, last uh, last night I re- and this is again really specific, but that it, 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 it's something for me. Yeah. Is like again, th- we're still affected by COVID. We're still by, affected by lockdowns. Entertainment wise, there's not a lot of quote unquote new shit. So it's like, hey, we want to watch old things or do like that. It's like, hey, you know what? I feel like watching the Shawshank Redemption. Hey, you know what? Four bucks on the Xbox Digital Store. I can rent it. Yeah. Versus Sony's like, you want to rent a movie on so you want to rent a movie on our fucking PS5? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, so so again, that's why I thought that was weird. You know, I know, yeah. and I know that's really specific. Are are you not a lot of people use the quote unquote entertainment store in the Xbox? But I use it all the time. Yeah. Um, I, if I put like it's, I, I think I spend like honestly like maybe twenty twenty five, maybe like twenty a month. Um, especially now, like that, definitely pre-COVID, not so much. Mm. But during COVID, I would say I rent like three, three to four movies a month. Again, same thing. I feel like watching this. I feel like watching that. I feel like watching um, fucking um, Spaceballs. Yeah. Fuck it, three dollars to rent. And, um, I, and I think that's. I mean, I, and I think that's a great point too. You know, as far as like the the power of nostalgia. You know, watching a lot of these great mm-hmm. movies. Like I've had that. I had that recently where, like, I want to go through the Matrix movies. I want to watch the Kill Bills again. Like, you know, so definitely I think there is a market for that. And speaking of, uh, you know, medium platforms. Uh, oh. oh, do you want, do you have something else? Yeah. So two more, sorry, on uh, two more things I want to say is, like, is a little bit more on the Phil Spencer thing. Mm. Is I wish he got, like, a little more respect. Like, people love Bill, not uh, people love um, Steve Jobs. And I'm like, you 
kind of an overrated oh. asshole, but whatever. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like Steve Jobs. Oh, yeah, he's unequivocally an asshole. Like, like, Steve, like Steve, Jobs, Steve Jobs, you know, went in the front of the world and, you know, said, like, I invented this. And it's like, you know, like, kind of Bill Burr on Conan Made a Phone was like, no, he went to a group of nerds and was like, make this, all me, <laughs> fuck you. Steve, yeah. Steve Wozniak, who's Steve Wozniak? Fuck you, he doesn't exist. Yeah, I have, um, I have more respect for John Ives than I do for, for yeah. Steve Jobs. And, you know, and, and, you know, and it wasn't really arguably till his death people started learning, like, no, all these other people did shit. And so for me, it's like, you know, you look, you know, you hear like modern day CEO, you know, CEOs, you know, whether it's uh, again like um, Steve Jobs to a point, even Bill Gates, you know, all these other like, you know, all these other like, like not only by money but just like respected CEOs. Mm. And you can say arguably, Phil Spencer is leading currently now the most profitable industry in the world, and he's not. At least, again, like outside the gaming aspect of it, just in like mainstream stuff like that, he's not getting anywhere near the respect and and you know respect and you know can't think of the word that he's owed. Again, I think no, you're right. You are right. I think I wonder if that will change if, in fact, these apps go everywhere, like he's talking about. Mm-hmm. If that'll change, but you're right. Yeah, because because we've been we've been we've been praising you know his efforts for the longest time just because like he he re- he understands the gamer more than any head or executive chief or CEO than as far as the customer, he understands the gaming customer more than any, any other CEO. Yeah. You know, so, and, and you know, and again, now that, the, and you know, I think, I think, you know, I think give or take a year, we're going to start hearing his name in more as, in aspects more than more than just gaming. Cause, cause again, you know, cause again, you know, yeah. gaming arguably is the most profitable industry right now. Um, in the world combined, yeah, and again, more you know, micro again, microtransaction alone is like a one, is like a hundred twenty dollar billion annual fucking industry, and yeah. it's like, and even beyond, even prior to that, he saved my, he saved Xbox, yeah, he saved Xbox, literally did, um, and that and 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 then that's 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 that that's my little thing, my little soapbox. I wanted to add, add again to like why. You know, we respect Phil Spencer so much, not only as a customer, just as a CEO, as an entrepreneur. You know, that's the word that trends. Well, as a self-made entrepreneur, it's like, okay, well, fine. There's like, name your favorite entre- entrepreneurs or CEOs. And for me, Phil's at the top. Mm. Um, yeah, but the other thing I want to add to like how he wants um, Game Pass and the Xbox app on all devices, really random, but I thought it was just a really funny but really good partnership. It's like, if, uh, there's this new thing, there's this new thing that if you get a, if you get a Crunchyroll subscription, mm. you get three months of Game Pass. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, it's really odd. Again, really odd on a specific example, but again, know your customers. Shaun the Dark, uh, people that will play games, watch anime. It's <laughs> a great fucking yeah. No, and 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 sales for uh, not only just Game Pass but the consoles shot up in Japan like extensively yeah. more than they've ever seen generation consoles uh sold in that area a shocking like a shocking amount like yeah. it's like it's not to say like home turf but nintendo and sony have understandably been the king of japan consoles yeah and like this past generation xbox has boomed out there yep. and again it's like with you know i would argue maybe with sony announcing oh next game games are 70 70 dollars uh, it's like you know, whereas people in Japan, it's like Game Pass, what X Cloud, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. you know, and we argue, you know, mo- you know, we argue, or not argue, but we mentioned how like when Preston was here, mobile's not mobile really hasn't gone too quote unquote mainstream here, in, like I would argue the quote unquote West, like Australia, England, 
uh, most of Europe and here the U.S. Yeah. But again, in a lot of Asiatic countries, mobile is a big thing. Out, oh, absolutely. Mobile is a big yeah, thing. Mobile is a big thing out there, and you know, clean, oh. you know, Japan, Philippines, stuff like that. Yeah. Mobile, you know, mobile is a big thing out there, and in those regions, Sony has Sony and Nintendo have killed it. You know, Sony. You know, I remember even that one um, commercial for a PlayStation Three, where it was like a random jungle in like Southeast Asia, and then they're playing a PS3. I, I forgot. I just remember that image. I just remember that thirty-second image of people running, and all of a sudden, like it was supposed to be like a. I think I remember an Aboriginal tribe or some shit, and they're playing a PS3, and so mentally, again, so that's mentally, and statistically, uh, Nintendo and Sony have killed it out there. But again, like to an un shocking amount, Xbox and Microsoft have been killing it. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I think Sony needs to fucking wake up and pay attention to this because. You know, if they're trying to expand markets the same way or at least just kind of capitalize and if they realize that, you know, when it comes to, you know, Japan really having more of a interest in uh, Xbox versus the Sony consoles, they need to do something when it comes to first party dude, a lot more. Dude, how are you, how you looking to expand if you're losing home turf, my guy? <sighs> Yeah, it's yeah, it's fucking crazy. Anything else on that before we transition? Oh, like I said, no, that was good it. points. Good that, points. Like I said, that, like I said, that was it. Just, I think it's again, I think it's just worth noting that we have come to the we have, we have now grown up and we are in the age that we can say gaming is the most profitable industry on the planet. Um, and we're gonna see some interesting updates in the next few years. From, from yeah, <laughs> it's you know, Sorry. it's just it's the gamer in me. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you know, like you know, hey, like you know, like fuck you for all the jokes, like oh you, oh, you play games in your basement, fucking nerd, <laughs> fuck you, yeah, fuck you, we're king now, suck it. Um, it's like you know, again, it's like movie, again, movie, you know, movies, Netflix, all these shows, you know, yeah, good, finally starting to see good, good shit out. So that kind of tended tended it over to, to that. Seriously, but, seriously, but that's my little soapbox. It's funny, Xbox, Xbox, this, Sony. Dude, <laughs> I love it, man. I, uh. Last time I did that, it froze this, so I was a little worried. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, the horn that stops it. It's like, it was, what was it when we mentioned uh, <laughs> Team Fortress 2? Let me just leave, leave this picture of a coconut. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's load-bearing. <laughs> the, uh, the load-bearing coconut JPEG. <laughs> Uh, so moving on here, I wanted to talk about speaking of uh, conglomerates and whatnot, I want to talk about Amazon and how they have a policy here that I found really interesting to further discuss. Uh, and so according to Engadget.com, the title of the article, Amazon ditches policy claiming ownership of employees, personal games, the draconian rules have been in place for over, uh, had been in place for over a decade. Since you're in quote, Amazon has reportedly scrapped the policy that claimed ownership rights to any games that employees created outside of work. Uh, under the previous rules, the company required employees to using Amazon products while working on personal projects and to distribute those games on its storefronts. Those policies are no longer in place, according to Bloomberg. In an email to staff seen by publication, Amazon Game Studios head Mike uh, Frazzini uh, said that the company was dropping the rules immediately. These policies were originally put in place over a decade ago, and when we had a lot less information and experience than what we do today, and as a result, the policies were written quite broadly. Frazinian wrote, he's full of shit. Uh, engaged with has it has contacted Amazon for comment. And then I'll read this here. It says, Amazon received a backlash over the rules after an engineer who interviewed at the company disclosed Amazon personal games policy. 
Uh, the rules granted Amazon a royalty-free, worldwide, fully paid-up, perpetual, transferable license to the inter- intellectual property of games its employees made off the clock. The policy was decried as draconian by some uh, developers when now... A deleted tweet from the engineer gained traction. However, Amazon isn't the only company that has enacted such a policy. Google also had been accused of claiming ownership of employees' own external projects. Uh, end quote. So this is very interesting. Uh, I feel like it's not necessarily a new thing, but... <laughs> I'm just re-laughing at the joke I made prior to us recording uh, this is the first season of Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was literally the, yeah. Whole, that was the whole thing. So the premise of Silicon Valley is he makes a program <laughs> outside, of, outside of work, but because he was an employee of the company, oh, that's ours. Dude. But I did outside of work. Fuck you, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very... it's To me, it's funny that Amazon had this policy when they weren't like... They didn't do dick as far as games for like that long ago, and like, oh, it's just an old policy. We didn't have enough information. I'm like, whatever, dude. I was like, you guys got caught. Your hand was caught in the cookie jar, and you guys pulled back because you knew you get backlash. I don't want to backlash. I don't want to shit on people's prey too much. But if anyone out there is honestly excited for any game Amazon makes, please don't be. <laughs> um, you know, again, the, Amazon's not in it for the love of the game. They're not, they're not in it because they love the gamers. Not not in it because they like the industry. They're just they're like, what can we do to get a fat fucking check? Yeah. Um, case in point, real quick, uh, their new game, their new MMO coming out, the New World, um, has uh, openly again openly has paid shortcuts. Yeah. Now they got backlash during the beta, and they said, okay, we'll withdraw them for now. Emphasis on not forever. Yeah. Um, now I, now people, now you can't say, well, Arthur, Ubisoft has them too. It's okay. I shit on Ubisoft just as much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, but again, uh, again, when you, you know, when you hear things of like X, X company is, is dipping their foot in the gaming industry for the first time shot in the dark. It's not for the love of the game. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so they, so again, <laughs> another thing that's funny is they had this, they had this. They had this policy implemented, and the first game, the, Cru- the Crucible, they fucking shot in the face themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just found that comical. But as far as just like when it comes to really talented uh, developers and coders and whatnot, and and trying to creatively control them outside of the job that they're doing, it's weird to me. Like yeah. it's like it's like what I'm doing now. If like where I work, if they controlled that or own that, like that's weird. Um, really random, but um, sort of uh, the way the way the way I want to connect these two things is: Hey, if you're a game game developer and you fucking hate Amazon, quit. <laughs> and well, you know, hypothetically quit. Yeah. And try to get hired. Remember, remember we called it, um, kind of like after we the the Avengers. Uh, fucking oh the super team the super team yeah remember 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 when all the news was breaking all these people were leaving these these companies after decades in the industry yeah and they're like wouldn't it be cool if they found like a fucking super team and they did yeah um we'll see more and more of those yeah it's crazy hey uh if you don't like working for um <laughs> jeffrey jeffrey bezos um uh super team whose industry whose actual name i fucking forget yeah um but really around them wouldn't it be cool if we get an announcement from them, like even not even teacher, just an announcement 
of what games going to exist from that studio uh, E3 next year. Mm, that would be lovely. That would be a great fucking episode, and too. And biasly, do you know what would make it even better? Microsoft Studios acquires new studio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be a great, a grand day. And I know it's, I know it's, it, you know, it sounds hypocritical to say, hey, they left X Studios, and so wouldn't that be bad if they got bought by another one? I'm like, I haven't really heard of two. I really haven't heard of like a groundbreaking of like, it sucks working for Microsoft. The game passes shit as developer. It's like mm, this sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so again, so that would be pretty cool. Again, that would be pretty cool for like the people that left Blizzard, the people that left uh, Bioware, the people that left um, uh, Sony's um, that one studio. All sense like one shows a game at E3, then like the next year or something like that. Bam. Yeah. Acquired by Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> We shall see here. And uh, this next story here, a little bit on the dark, sad side, uh, but it was something that was roaming around the internet, so I figured we can cover it briefly here. Um, but it says here in quote, Corey to Gaming Bolt, says, Respawn fires Apex Legends lead game designer on grounds of racist and sexist comments. Says, okay. Respawn Entertainment recently fired a lead game designer on Apex Legends on the grounds of what I just said that he made in the past. So it says here in quote, uh, Respawn Entertainment fired Daniel Klein, who served as a lead game designer for Apex Legends. In a series of tweets, Daniel confirmed that on this on social media, and seeing full responsibility and ownership of his mistakes, Daniel had made a number of racist and sexist remarks in a blog post in 2007. And in his defense, claims that he doesn't believe in what he said now. What he said then that he doesn't believe. Jesus Christ. In this defense, claims that he doesn't believe in what he said now. Uh, Respawn Director of Communications Ryan Regley agrees that sentiment as well and claimed that his actions in 2007 don't reflect the personality he is in 2021. Uh, given how little we know about the matter and the, and the alleged person, it's tough to make a decision about whether this act was justified or not. Uh, Apex recently added the new stealth-based legend Seer and recent EA earnings call suggesting that the Respawn might also be in the early stages of development for the next entry. Uh, well, fuck, I don't want to give a fuck about that, but I wanted to read the tweet here. <laughs> I want to read the tweet here from uh, Mr. Klein. Uh, says here, as of Friday, I'm no longer working at Respawn. I want to be very open here, and I see that I'm heartbroken and depressed. It's been a very dark few days. So, um, to, to put into perspective here, we'll, we'll, I'll read the tweet first. There's a tweet from Ryan Wrigley saying that Daniel sent me a video of himself to make me aware of it regarding the comments. I don't think anything from 2007 reflects on a person in 2021. People grow up and accusing him of a possible sexual assault is over the line. You should never say stuff like that without evidence. Uh, end quote there. But what I was going to say is that uh, his wife uh, received, got a miscarriage after this news. So he lost a child like over this and his job, which is like awful. Yeah, it, awful. So my heart goes out to him. Uh, my, you know, regarding to that, just in general, like that's awful. Um, you know, and I, I think it's to me. It's, this is this is sad, and it's and and I, I think this is one of another one of those things where you know, uh, one of those cancel culture like a shitty, a shitty and and and. It's a shitty way of like it's like half ass uh half ass activism in my opinion. Yeah, it's it 
And first of all, I, first of all, I, I can understand absolutely why this article or this story will be divisive. Mm. I get it. Um, you know, especially coming off the tail end of you know the blizzard situation, and you know, 2007. You know, you know, I have to personally, if I personally look back, 2007, I was, I just left high school, um, and you know, if you know, there's like, a, you know, it's a joke, but it's true. It's like to a, you know, not to a certain degree, but it's like to a point. If we pull, you know, party chats, or our party chats of high school ourselves. There's definitely one or two things like that's not me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like a different one. I definitely project. You know, it's like again now like you know hardship, but it's like to a point like oh that, and and this is it. You know, like you said, it's like people. You know, from 2007 to 2021, like people grow, and uh, I don't know. I, I wonder. I don't. I, I wonder if this is the last we'll see of a story like this. And the thing is, I don't think we. I don't think it is the last. Again, following, no. following what's following what's happening in Blizzard. Which is justified, you know, of, of all the crazy shit that happened. That, mm. that's, that happened. That, you know, that, that you can say because how long it's been happening, you can call it the unfortunate culture yeah. of Blizzard that was happening behind the scenes. Um, and for all the developers there, I'm sorry to hear about that. Yeah. Um, but rubber rubber banding to this and like, you know, a quote unquote like, are we gonna see like a new a new wave of purges? Like, hey, like in 2002, somebody said this. 2001, somebody said that. And it's like, that's not, again, like you said, it's like half-ass. For, not only is it like half-ass critis- uh, activism, but it feels like it's like getting ahead. It's like getting ahead of, of, getting ahead of, of backlash that's, that either A, wouldn't have come, or getting ahead of backlash that's not worth it. You know? Cause, yeah, to me, it's clout chasing. I think a lot of it for me, it's like, because some people may say like well if he's not that way anymore why is the blog still up but what i mean it's it's over 10 years like it's like over 10 years ago he probably doesn't even have the same login information you know what i'm saying uh, like and, so and you know i get and i don't get into de- details here you know of like someone's de- um discretion mm-hmm. but it's it's like a couple things if you're to read me that story the exact same story we're for and then just replace the year of like 2007 with like april 2019 okay dude yeah. Here's the door. Um, and then two, it's you know it's like hey he you know you know based on a tweet it sounds like he kind of made fun of a supposed sexual harassment thing, which not so wrong. Um, if you haven't seen Dave Chappelle's skit about the Lucy K thing, Dave did, you know. Um, and then also it's like I'm not saying a scale, but it's like was it like an off comic joke versus like a frequent attending a. A frequent attendance of like the clan, you know what I mean, and that's like again they're doing through the specifics, but I'm just worried that one fallout from this blizzard situation again is this rubber banding of two like from deserved justice of these people getting fired, getting sued, mm. that that's deserved happening to all these people leaving blizzard and the people that took part in it to hey again 2007 this guy this guy did this and got fired and you know fortunately the stress possibly led to the miscarriage thing yeah yeah i think the 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 get out of jail free card that um comedians have is that it's within their profession so like yeah again yeah and 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 that's why they want to go down the rabbit hole too much i'm just but but no like the jokes were made right I, I rewatched the special two weeks ago. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it won a Grammy for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just I mean, like, it's like, uh, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not going to quote it here, but again, I, yeah. I just happen to have, I have, I have, I just happen to have Dave Chappelle's voice yeah. in, the, in the back of my head from when I saw it two weeks, when I rewatched it two weeks ago yeah. for the third time. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But again, this is again, like you said, half act activism. 
And again, for me, it's again getting ahead of it of like, again, it's like Apex, like, fuck, that's happening at Blizzard. Fuck, this guy said a, a thing, you know, like, over a decade ago. Yeah. Um, and it's like, again, like, it's like me, it's like, hey, the comments and jokes I make now as an adult, my 30s. Uh, compared to me fucking finishing high school. Yeah, they've changed. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad to you because, you know, um, the, I, I understand the company's position because they're thinking money. They're not thinking morals. No. Um, you know, they're thinking, they're thinking if this is going to affect bottom line of a future title or rollout or season, you know, regardless of moral structure, like we're going to, we're going to can it. And it, then, and then imagine if he was say James Gunn, right? Yeah. Where he, Yep, similar thing happened to him. But James Gunn's James Gunn. He's made. He's he's made signif- one same scenario. He's not the same person. He's made stupid jokes, and then two, he is a very powerful, recognized person in Hollywood. So he they were able to to be like, all right, slap on the wrist, make Suicide Squad. You know. So. Um, fuck if I was gonna say. Oops, <laughs> that, train, that train of thought went kaput. <laughs> but I, but I agree with you. You know, I think um, it's sad. Uh, so my heart goes out to him and his family because that, in general, one thing that I do think that is notable is that he's owning up to it. Yeah, he's you not, know, yeah, he's not. You know, because there are people in a situation that's like, you know, you know, kind of, kind of has what I call a, a scar face moment from half baked. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, you're cool. Fuck you, my. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. And the, tra- yeah. Sorry, the train of thoughts back. Yeah. This feels like a liability over, um, over like how, like the, the genuinity doesn't exist, <laughs> but this feels more like a liability thing over anything. Yeah. I, again, like getting ahead of it for like, for getting ahead of it for not a just true reason. Just, yeah. Oh, oh fuck. This happening. Blizzard. Uh, what's uh, like, again, liability. Knee jerk reaction. It, again, it just has that feeling to it. Yep, I I agree. Well, well, well said. Um, so moving on here to the last topic of the show today, I thought that was interesting because we finally heard something in the means of Grand Theft Auto, and I know this is more so something that like this will this will kind of keep us busy as we still wait for Grand Theft Auto Six, but uh, there are some pretty cre- relatively relatively credible. Uh, sources uh, regarding to remasters for Grand Theft Auto. And uh, reading here, according to PCGamer.com, the title, uh, and I know you like this website, uh, but the title here says, it sure sounds like Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas are getting a remaster this year. So it says, continuing in a quote, the three classic PlayStation 2 era Grand Theft Auto games are currently being remastered for PC alongside modern consoles, including Switch, according to a new Kotaku report. The report comes out after recent rumors about the remasters based on takedown notices and mods using classic GTA material. The remasters are reportedly coming as soon as fall, and after several years of eternal delays, coincidentally, Grand Theft Auto 3 was first released on PS2 in 2001. Uh, the report does not note that PC and mobile ports are games away may release in 2022 in order to get console releases out this year. While it doesn't specify precisely which games are coming, Kotaku says that it tips from sources of uh, Rockstar add up to the several GTA matches being in the works at Rockstar Dundee, previously known uh, as Ruffian Games. So it says the rumors circulate over the past year that have pointed out the remasters for GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas, the trilogy of games, using the same engine released on consoles between 2001 and 2004. 
Uh, it's the first set of 3D GTA games in the trio that may, that uh, can be comfortably credited with launching GTA and Rockstar's modern fame. Uh, I'm just going to end quote here. Oh, actually, let me let me read this. The games are supposedly being remastered using Unreal Engine in a mix of new and old graphical styles as well as updated UI in the same style as the originals. Uh, end quote. So. As much as I... As much as I correctly shit on rockstar for the their delay for gta 6 because they like milking fucking gta 5 yeah for the third generation or second generation of consoles yeah i said hey man if they re- if they remake vice city i'll be happy and guess what if this rumor comes to be true i will be yeah you called <laughs> it <laughs> so let me add well uh, I, I don't think they deserve an applause for this. No. What do you think? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, this is, again, remember, this is like on par with like EA and Battlefield. We're hyped. We're not going to pre-order we're, it. <laughs> Cautiously optimistic. And you'll learn their fucking lesson. We're hyped, but no applause. Yeah. No, I agree. You can't get applause for what, something we've been screaming, am, screaming about for like seven years. <laughs> By the way, um, many times early into our, you know, to this podcast and us talking, I used to I used to overreach how long the PS2 existed, um, uh, how uh, compared to the Xbox One, compared to the Xbox One, my housemate's winning on Apex, um, uh, to yeah how long the PS2 existed compared to the Xbox One, mm-hmm. and you you would correct, you would multiple times correct me saying that the Xbox One existed longer than PS2, and. One of the main, like, back of my head, like, Mandela effect reasons is because in one generation of PS2, we got Grand Theft Auto 3, uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. Yeah. And in that same seven-year lifespan, we've had one game, GTA 5. I think we even got Liberty City and Vice City stories as well. But they're PC. They're they're PSP ports. Do PSP ports? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but hey, but still new game. But still no. But to your credit, those are still extra games. Yeah, they're ports. But you can so so if you want to put slap numbers to it, we got five Grand Theft Auto games in the same amount of time. We've had one GTA Five. Yeah. So that's again one of the like Mandela effect reasons why i just thought the ps2 existed for so fucking long because of how many like for example how many fucking gta's we got yeah god damn it man. um and by the way uh have you seen the thumbnail to this article uh it's the fucking it's the scene from sandra's San oh shit here we go again <laughs> <laughs> oh dude oh I, my god i'm not looking for is for so it if this is true um I hope, and this has this has some validity to it. I know we don't know, we don't always delve in the rumors, but yeah. this one we definitely wanted to dip, dip our feet into it. <laughs> I can say for San Andreas, I'm not looking forward to the fucking train mission where you're on the motorbike <laughs> behind the fucking train, and I'm not looking forward. I'm not looking forward to the sh- the cargo shipment shootout in Vice City mm. or the remote control. Oh my god! Or the remote control wobbly plane. Oh my gosh, that was. That was so fucking frustrating. I almost broke my television. It took me a few times, so it wasn't too bad. But I remember after we talked, I remember talking about. I remember I said like, it only took me a few times. But then, um, I remember like watching my friends play it um, on their consoles and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were losing their fucking minds. Oh my god, dude! They're losing their they're losing their fucking minds of that toy plane mission in my city. That might have been my first rage quit. <laughs> now that I think about it, 
be good another good topic right quits yeah i mean i think i had a couple during the sega genesis but man i was really angry during that fucking mission <laughs> dude um, no that's not true i had playstation one i had mad rage quits then but i just remember that significant rage quit for vice like, what the fuck like i almost stopped playing the game until i beat the mission i was like okay <laughs> i remember um i have i have recent fond memories about about uh, Vice City because mm. uh, I played it I'm not arguably recently but like 2012 yeah because um, after after uh, after I left college I uh, I was crashing my sister for a bit and she had uh, she had a play, she had a PlayStation 2 mm. uh, she, she still had her PlayStation 2 I think she still has it nice um, uh, and you know I was like okay I'm in a new town I have no friends in this new town I didn't have a job yet even the leader I got one where I met you. Um, uh, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to beat Vice City. <laughs> I remember, I remember being while well, crashing with her. I beat Vice, I rebeat Vice City and I rebeat Art the best. Fuck you, fight me. Uh, Simpsons game, Hit and Run. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah that's that, that's a great game. Uh, yeah, that's when you can buy all the fucking cars and shit and all the character costumes. And to this day, really random tangent, uh, really <laughs> random. One of my drill knows, uh, he, you get a text from me. I think you get a text from me every other week, with no context, quoting The Simpsons. <laughs> like, I remember. When and I, I know all of them because yeah. we're so like, yeah, Simpsons nerds. Yeah. I, I remember. I remember one time. Um, I remember one time I was. Uh, I was. Uh, and so uh, I was t- whatever Simpsons quote. But the reason I did that is because like that game between the the voice lines and also the missions. Yeah. My favorite Simpsons quote. Is S M R T? I am so smart. S, uh, I mean S M A R T. That's the name of the very, of, I think, like the very first mission. Oh, nice. The very first mission is called S M R T. That's funny. I fucking, I there's fucking the, love it. There's the truth and the truth. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think, I think the last time I texted you, I a text with no, with no thing is like, you said something, and I was like. Well, if he's so smart, how come he's dead? <laughs> <laughs> Another classic episode. We can do a whole podcast in this instance between the two of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so much history. So much amazingness there. So, uh, um, Honestly, one more example of that. Yeah, I, remember, yeah. I remember I was so hyped. I was watching The Simpsons because on Disney Plus, and I recorded I recorded that scene because I, I, I had a Mandela effect of I thought it was wrong. I thought... I thought... I don't know why this became a Simpsons discussion. Fuck it. You love the Simpsons too. You know you do. Um, <laughs> uh, the episode where he was trying to invent things or he was trying to be like the new Thomas Edison mm. and then he was competing with him. Oh, yeah. I thought that was the episode where he says, if he's come so smart, how come he's dead? Turns out they were doing... They were like in an orchard thing or something or apple seed orchard or something? Uh, it was like Appleseed, yeah. but it was um, it was a newspaper guy. Oh, it was yeah. A fake, it was a fake Johnny Appleseed of just he trailed out of the land throwing newspapers everywhere he went and if he's so so smart how come he's dead he <laughs> was like ignored him yeah yeah, yeah just dead silence i just kept going on yeah so that's the reason why i sent i remember that's why i sent you that text is because i again had this mandela effect of i thought that quote of he's so smart like how come he's dead was from the edison episode but it was from um a random scene where they're giving a tour of uh, the newspaper factory or some shit. Nice. Nice. That's hilarious. 
Beautiful things, man, here. And uh, that is going to wrap it up here for the Gamers for Life podcast each and every uh, Saturday discussing all things games. Uh, one of your hosts, Jarrell, with me is my co-host, my right-hand man, Arthur Thomas. That's me. Not sorry for how much nostalgia we talked about today. <laughs> that was awesome. Good show, indeed. Thank you, guys. We will see you next week.